I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to Out of the Woods. My name is Justin and his name is Matthew. Yes, it is. And... We are Out of the Woods, as I just said, a Yellow Jackets podcast, and I feel like every episode I say, and oh boy, do we have an episode to talk to you about today, because I've really enjoyed all these episodes so far, so, you know, fucking sue me. And like, when is that not the case? We're it, always talking about an episode. Yeah, we no. We have an episode to talk about. Yeah, it's more the, the intonation in which I say it, but yeah, <laughs> in this episode, we have an episode to talk about. We have a fucking episode because jesus christ uh in short this episode broke me in a good way and I, it is it is an episode where i'm where i'm sitting right now and you can let me know your thoughts on this you know obviously this is just what i'm feeling in the moment it might change in benefit of time but i'm feeling right now that this is the best episode of the show oh do you agree, disagree? Them's bold words. <laughs> See, to me, I think Doomcoming, which is my previous favourite episode, is still fantastic. I'm not shitting on Doomcoming, but that felt like a pale imitation of this. And this is just a pale imitation of the kind of horrific brutality that is going to follow. So yeah, I'm a pretty... I'm not so much a technical guy in my analysis of media, I'm not like, oh, well, this episode had a deus ex machina, and this guy was the protagonist, and this thing had a power creep, so therefore I give it a 7.78 out of 10. Like, n- <laughs> power n- creep? Don't even ask. But no, um, no shade to people that analyse media like that, although it's uh, after the unflattering voice I just gave them, that's probably a fool's errand to say. But yeah, <laughs> all that to say, I don't really analyse media like that. I tend to go on the basis of what emotionally connects with me. And this episode emotionally connected with me to a greater extent than any has so far. Even the episode where I thought Van was dead. Oh. I know, I know, and you were there for that. Yeah, this episode is how I felt after this episode is how I felt after the final episode of Berserk. Oh, you know, just like, well, I guess I'll just go fuck myself then because everything is everything feels stupid now after I've seen that. <laughs> this this episode made me think, man, remember when things were nice and fun in season 1? But they weren't. They weren't nice and fun. They were just, you know, comparatively so. So, yeah, um Matthew, any thoughts? Uh well, I'm holding out for the next episode, man. Yeah, oh. I I'm excited for several things. And, th- and that's going to be the finale, right? Yeah, I'm excited for several things that are going to happen in that one. Or seem and then, to be. then we'll have to wait till like December next year or till like at the earliest. Yeah, prob- that is probably what we're looking at. I mean, Bummer. prove me wrong, children. Prove me <laughs> wrong. But no, anyway, hey, you know, good stuff takes time. And oh, I haven't actually mentioned this on the pod, but I should. Um, that is because there is a writer's strike. They're currently arguing for 
better conditions and better pay, and I 1,000% support that. So A thousand percent? Yes, yes. That, that's more percent than you're allowed. Just try and fucking stop me. <laughs> anyway, if next episode is better than this episode, then season two is pretty fucking amazing. It's already amazing, but it's supposed to be amazing if that is the case. Anyway. I don't know if we've covered this, but I definitely reckon that the second season has been better than the first season. That is, that is interesting. I think that... They're both good in different ways. I think that maybe if you're just looking at it for, like, sheer volume of awesome moments, I think season two is a little better, but I think season one was maybe a little more tightly plotted. But plenty of time for us to get into that later. Because, for now, we are, in fact, reviewing... Episode eight. (laughs) Season two, episode eight. It chooses. Uh, Directed by Daisy Von Schoerlermeyer. Written by Sarah L. Thompson and Karen Joseph Adcock. Holy fucking shit. And, yeah. That's another thing you sort of say a lot. And I will be saying it a lot more. We open on Misty and Mari helping a still severely fucked up looking Lottie to urinate into a bucket. I guess singing isn't helpful here. (laughs) Mari keeps complaining about how unpleasant Lottie's urine smells, which, yeah causing Misty to snap at her and say that if she's so grossed out by it, she should take it downstairs and empty it. As Mari is going down the ladder, she drops the piss bucket. Ew. Mm. And starts weeping. I think I think we've all been there. You know, everything in your life is going badly, so just one extra mild inconvenience is enough to send you over the edge. Mm. As Misty is tending to Lottie, the ladder seems to flash back into her being violently twammed about by Shauna and flash forward to... Some people running in the snow. Hmm. Cut to downstairs. Harvey is retrieving some firewood and Akila is talking to her mouse. This scene is horrifying. <laughs> she talks about how when they get home... Uh, sorry, Akila, pull yourself together. <laughs> Nugget can meet her baby nephew and they can go to the beach and get presumably small portions of fries and funnel cake for him and buy him his own house with a special tube and... oh. Quite apart from anything else, I don't think they let you take potentially disease-spreading wildlife across national borders, Akila. You know? No, probably not, eh? <laughs> yeah, like, I was just, oh, I'm just going to take this. That's how we got stuck with the cane toad problem here in Australia. <laughs> and our camel problem, though that would be harder to secrete about one's person. I mean, they were intentional imports. Yeah, no, if, if you don't know this story, it's so fucking stupid. It's proof that we're a ridiculous Teletubby country. Um, the cane toad was introduced to kill the cane beetles that were a pest. It did not eat the cane beetles because they were up too they high. Were up, yeah, yeah, they were too the high on the cane for them to reach, <laughs> but they ate essentially everything else that could fit in their mouth, and then they're a huge pest. Yep. I've always kind of felt, sidebar, I've always kind of felt sorry for cane toads. Obviously, I'm not some crazy peacenik. I understand we have to kill them. I just am a bit exasperated by the glee some people show in killing them. Have we talked about the Amy Wars? <laughs> I think we might have mentioned it. I think we might have mentioned that, but yeah. We'll, Which uh, is another hilarious thing we have over here. We're or, a, well had, I suppose. We are truly a cuckoo banana shoes country. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Indeed. <laughs> Ty walks over and asks what Akila is holding, and she's all, You cannot touch him! He's mine! Ty, with the level of, you know, kindness and sensitivity she's come to be known for, says... The thing is dead, Akila. Fucking dead. It's it's, it's dead as a door. It's exactly. Mouse. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> that was funny. But no, 
It's a lot like the Michelin web sketch with the heli vets. If they just, you know, helicoptered down to the cabin, we're like, it's dead. We can save him. We can't. <laughs> it's dead. <laughs> and he is dead. Because Aquila has been hallucinating a living mouse this whole time. In reality, he's all fucked up and desiccated looking. Ew. Akela mm-hmm. is understandably upset by this development and she freaks out. They are going truly fucking mental. Yeah, I, I did not see this coming. I thought that, like, the girls would have a mad dash to be the one to eat Nugget and then he would die horrifically, but this is in a way more disturbing and more bleak. It emphasises how fucking crazy they're going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And th- then she goes to, like, eat it? Well, yeah, spoiler, later on she goes to eat it and decides she isn't that hungry. I mean, surely she is that hungry. <laughs> yeah. It's like in season one. Remember season one with the with the berry goo wine? And I said at the time, like, I th- even if you're going to die, I'd rather die not shitting myself to death. And I think it's something like that. Because, <laughs> like, if I'm going to die, I don't want to die of, you know... Dormouse poisoning. <laughs> yes. Good band name. Anyway. <laughs> uh, cut to the credits. After the credits, the adult girlies walk back inside from their fun party. This is, spoiler alert, the last bit of fun any of them will be having this episode. They discover Shauna looking pretty froke. Van speculates that Jeff did not come through on the phone sex, which, dear God, can you even imagine? (laughs) Oh, I'm putting my large penis in you now! I'm really wriggling it around to get a good grip in there! (laughs) This is a pleasurable sensation for you, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just be walking off be like yeah tell me I sold so many fucking sofas <laughs> tell me I sold a dozen fucking sofas Shana ah! anyway please don't make me make another pun about McDonald's <laughs> maybe uh, a season one callback of our podcast he discovers that he has a hamburger fetish <laughs> I mean that that'd be another cool nightmare if- he is, yeah. Well, I can't fuck, oh, I can't wait to get to that scene. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Shauna, mindful that there are two people present who don't know anything about the situation, tells them that the police found the body of their friend, Adam Martin. The three people who do know what is happening start visibly freaking out, which makes Van and Lottie feel even more confused than before. Shauna thanks Lottie for having her, and for the goat time lol <laughs> but so she must be with her family remember sh- the goat times yeah <laughs> yeah as Shauna is leaving the shack uh, Nat and Misty sidle up beside her Nat reasonably points out that the better plan is to stay at the compound as they have some stuff to sort out Misty asks Nat if she measured the grave to the standard six feet uh, she replies well I didn't have a fucking tape measure but yeah he was in there really deep <laughs> Phrasing! Uh, there we go. Van clearly smells a rat, or possibly a necrotic mouse. Too soon? Did you say aquatic or necrotic? Necrotic. <laughs> I mean, that might have been a safer bet for him to try and become an aquatic mouse and swim to freedom. Maybe it could be the first one. Yeah. I mean, I know rats can swim for a day. So. Oh, and there's like nutria. They live in swamps and shit. I love nutria. They're so fucking cool. Uh, what's the rodent, ki- rodent kingdom like? <laughs> yeah. Not tasty, apparently. Yeah. Hey, how do you know? <laughs> Might just... taste just like fucking chicken. I mean, as I mentioned previously, the ancient Romans ate all mice, but I don't think they ate them when they looked like Nuggets does in this episode. No. And apparently they're a delicacy. Yeah. 
I think we've uh, we've been there and done that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, not, it's it's not, not us new. No, no, well, we have. <laughs> God, we haven't done it, done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah uh, anyway. Moving on. <laughs> So Van asks why they are so panicked and why Misty and Natalie are so whispery. Yeah, I think being left out of things or forgotten is one of Van's greatest fears. We see that with her drunk mother. We see her, that with her being left in the plane. Got a bit of folo. Lol. <laughs> Quite. Which... Also, just to fucking... Some people's reaction to this episode is like, oh, uh, okay, I'm not going to give them stupid voice. I don't want to be mean. It's like, wow, can you believe that they did that? And I'm like, yes, I can believe that they did that because it was in the first scene of the show. Yeah. You know, like, if you think what she does in this episode is going to make me stop loving Van or stop loving all of the characters, then you're listening to the wrong podcast, my friend. (laughs) These people are really fucked up, and I love them anyway because, as Jez from Peep Show would say, I'm a very strong feminist, so I think women should have whatever mad thing they want. And as you said earlier to me when we were not recording, like, you know, what other show gives you all of this good shit? (laughs) (laughs) So true. Van says she knows that Ty is lying, and she immediately guesses right and asks, did you guys have something to do with this? As Shauna is about to get in her car, Van grabs her keys and flings them off into the stratosphere, Team Rocket style. (laughs) Wow, you just made a Pokemon reference. (laughs) I did. You better believe it. <laughs> That's actually a Naruto reference, so I really fucking fumbled the ball on that one. <laughs> yeah. You really shot the bed there. <laughs> mm. Shauna is like, Are you insane? And Van is like, I'm starting to feel like it. Yeah. Van says that they're clearly hiding something, so nobody's going anywhere until you tell me and Lottie what's going on. How quickly you place you and Lottie in the same category, despite calling her crazy a lot of the previous times in the season. Lottie asks if they both knew this Adam person well. Ty and Nat are concerned that Jeff was the one calling her. Shauna reveals that she told Jeff about the Adam situation. Everyone starts cussing her out. Until Lottie, seeing Lisa and some other cultos walk past, orders everyone to continue this discussion in the sharing shack. And I love that they call it that. And, spoiler alert, all of the fucking secrets come out and it's so fucking good. They're all just fucking turning on each other and blaming each other. It's so amazing. More like the oversharing shack. <laughs> Cut to the past. Van is watching Ty clean some implements in the cavern. Ty sees her reflection in the two panes of the window, one of which grins creepily at her. She turns around, only to see a vision of her evil self. Ah, it seems as if her altar can pretty much take control whenever at this point at this level of exhaustion and starvation. Also, it makes some sense if it stopped due to her going to Lottie's prayer circles, and Lottie is currently in no condition to be leading anyone in meditation exercises. Ty snaps back to reality. Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> you you I, just... I know, I know. I saw that in the script. I was like, do you do that, Justin? Yes, I do do that. <laughs> Ty returns to lucidity. And Van asks if she is okay. Silent lucidity? Well, and she does the classic Thai (laughs) thing of being like, yeah, I'm fine. Denial. It's my favourite river in Egypt. (laughs) Van offers Mari a belt she found in Jackie's luggage. Oh, I love that detail. uh, That she can put in the soup to simulate protein. Very the terror-esque. You know, they were eating their boot leather and that. Uh, Mm. I think they've it's probably pre- more healthy than those tins of beans or whatever. Uh, yeah. By the way, listen, if you haven't seen The Terror, watch it. It's a great fucking show. 
That's well, cool. The first season, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, the second season's okay, no, it's fine. but the first season's better. Yeah. I think they pretty effectively set up the theme of starvation, well, really throughout the whole season, and especially in the first half of this episode. I feel like even even as she does this, Van knows that the belt is not a solution. <laughs> Jen objects to Shauna taking a jacket she owns to give to Lottie. And Melissa, reasonably, is like, now you give a shit about Lottie? Van interrupts saying, hey, Lottie took it from her to protect us. I think that scene in the previous episode, where Shauna was beating the shit out of Lottie, is when Van realised that, yeah, everything's kind of fucked now. Mm. And we're not going to get out of this with our moral compass intact. Not that it even was at that point. Yeah, no, I think Misty broke that with the black box. (laughs) (laughs) Quite. We pan over to Nat, chilling with Coach Ben. The former opines, quietly, that maybe Lottie dying wouldn't be the worst thing. Ben is like, yeah, I mean, if she's in pain, because, yeah, that's definitely what Nat meant. Yeah. (laughs) Nat says that everyone has changed due to Lottie's influence. Which, yes, but they're also bringing their own stuff to the table. Look at what they do in this episode entirely without her input. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, she did kind of stuff. Well, look, there's a debate we can have later. Nat complains that she saw Harvey bowing to a symbol tree the other day. Ben asks which tree it was, and the cogs start turning in his mind. Ben goes to examine Harvey's drawings, focusing particularly on one of some tree roots. And we pan over to Aquila. She almost puts her freeze-dried nugget in her mouth, again emphasising how fucking hungry everyone is, but decides not to, because apparently she's not that hungry. Mari, this is a long-as-fuck section in the cabin, Mari then stands up in fear as she is hearing the mysterious dripping again. Ah! Ty, clearly dark Ty, is like, I hear it too. (laughs) (laughs) She just took all some drama, seemingly. (laughs) Mari then hallucinates a bunch of blood running out of the slats between the wall boards. Fuck me. She starts screaming, and she specifically (laughs) is screaming, Oh my god, they're dead, they're dead! I really thought you were going to make a oops, they're dead reference. Oh. Oh, that's what you were looking <laughs> yeah, at me weirdly yeah. about. No, yeah, I mean, I look at you weirdly. Oops, all... they're dead. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. Done. <laughs> Thank you. Real Ty, who was woken up by this commotion, tells Mari there's no one there. Van is like, it's the hunger, Mari. It's the hunger. So much is, and so much will be. Cut to the present. Kevin and Officer Shitgibbon arrive at the Sadeki household. Shitgibbon. Kevin informs Callie and Jeff that Adam's body has been found, and Shauna is a suspect. Kevin informs Jeff as Officer Jizzballoon raids <laughs> Callie's room. <laughs> are these actually in your notes, yes. or are you just ad-libbing them? Oh no, they're in my notes. <laughs> I don't know which is funnier. Uh, she films him as he does so, good thinking. He's all like, nice try lying to my partner about how we slept together, by the way. It didn't work, but I applaud the effort. Callie says that a jury will be more sympathetic to her because she was seduced by an old ass man. He responds, when the jury gets a whiff of how much of a liar your mom is, they'll realize that the psychopath apple doesn't fall far from the fucked up man-eating tree. What a tortured yet awesome metaphor. (laughs) I want to see a man-eating tree in this show. Yeah, it'd be right up there with a man-eating footstool. Oh. Well, I should say, because this will hopefully be one of my last opportunities to say so, 
John Reynolds is a fantastic actor, and I'm sure a lovely guy. He's just very good at playing a character who I want to see get forcibly cenobitized. Cenobitized? Yeah, my idea was that that is turned into a cenobite. Oh, like the pinhead dudes. Yes, yes. Ah, yeah, so they just like very slowly hammer nails into his face. Exactly. Ah, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff. Good asked, plan. <laughs> I, I, I thought so too. Jeff asks if he should get to call a lawyer. Kevin is like, oh, Sadokis, you're always talking about lawyers. Makes it seem like you're hiding something. Hey, uh, Matthew slash listeners, free piece of advice. Always get a lawyer. Always. Do not say one fucking utterance to the That's why I put it on the cookie. That's why she put it on the cookie. (laughs) If you're not gonna... If you're just gonna disregard what the baked goods tell you, like, what's the point of them? Yeah, where would Ross Noble be if he disregarded all those muffins that triggered his death? (laughs) Next muffin. (laughs) Anyway, Kevin brings up the whole affair situation. Jeff responds that, We're figuring it out. Yeah, Warren Cole is a fucking fantastic actor. Kevin shows Jeff the pics of Adam's fucked up, dismembered body. Jeff goes, My goodness, in response, which, lol. Officer Twatface says that the separation of limbs was precise. Surgical, almost. Jeff protests that Shauna couldn't have done this. But, uh, Officer Shit Ferret says that... Okay, that one was an ad-lib. <laughs> says that... Shauna has certain survival skills. Kevin says that his head, feet, and hands were removed. And they even used something to remove his tattoos. But, actually... Yeah, he says, The coroner thinks it was a fucking cheese grater, which, Jesus Christ, I am so disappointed. We were robbed of a scene of misty cheese grating a guy's corpse while going, Oh, it's really on there! (laughs) Uh, That that ink's really in there. (laughs) Do you guys think I should use the smaller the smaller grating side or no, like the parmesan grater? Or the one that just like eviscerates onion or whatever. <laughs> like like what's that even called? It, it's I definitely don't... not called an onion eviscerator, but I think it's one of those That'd things. be brutal. That would be brutal and also be a good band name. I think it's one of those things like uh uh the picture with a face in it that doesn't have a name. <laughs> you know, those pictures you put your head in. They're the opposite of masks. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're often down by the seaside. <laughs> Everybody's seen a picture you put your head in. <laughs> Apparently, they did a bone marrow test. Adam donated some of his a few years ago to a friend with cancer. Fuck, there's there's always something you forget. You yeah. know, it's like when you leave in your apartment and you think to remember to take all the stuff, but oh, you forgot something. And like, how, how do you... How do you cover up bone marrow? Like, yeah. Do you just, like, you know, get a great big straw and suck it all out or something? Like... I mean, I want to see that too. Yeah. <laughs> it takes that cheese grater thing to a whole new level, <laughs> eh? Oh, uh, I just... I just suck it out the watch... marrow, you know, don't want to leave a stone unturned. I just want to watch an entire episode that is Misty doing weird shit to Adam's corpse. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeff has seen enough and tells them that they must leave. Kevin tells him, not exactly unfairly, I have to say, that he doesn't have to protect Shauna. There's still time for him and Callie to get out of this. Jeff, a little belatedly, says that he isn't going anywhere else until the lawyer is present. Cut to the sharing shack. Van says, So this is what you've all been doing with your lives? Chasing blackmailers and murdering lovers? Shauna responds, Well, that's a little reductive. (laughs) Which is funny. We did other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert, the adults interacting in this episode is fucking amazing. Shauna says that it's in everyone's best interests that she disposed of Adam. 
given that he was threatening to leak their secrets. So she's still lying about that, just to make a note of that. Shauna says she needed Jeff on her side. Ty says, we all need things we can't have. Shauna was like, is that what you were telling yourself when this gestures to Ty and Van happened? Ouch. Shauna says that she thought they lost touch with each other. Ty, question avoiding Lee, says, it's not that hard to find that kind of thing out these days. <laughs> Misty says that she's had Van's address for years. She could have just asked her instead of outsourcing. Nat, who doesn't miss a fucking trick, asks Misty what she means by outsourcing. Misty reveals the whole Ty hired Jessica thing. Shauna upbraids her for this. Ty defends herself by saying, I needed to know you wouldn't talk if someone made the right offer. And Shauna, it's not like you couldn't use the money. Which, ouch. Mm. As I love Melly Lewinsky's line read of, oh, fuck you, in response. <laughs> like she can barely even summon the effort to actually be mad is the most bored, oh, fuck you I've ever heard. It's like, shut up, we all know I'm poor. Yeah, which she isn't really, but you know. She could be worse off. She could be a lot fucking worse off. But you know, it's not a it's not a sin to be thrifty and it, threaten for your minivan. <laughs> oh, that scene is so good. In in either our finale episode or our possible post post finale episode, I'm gonna go down a list of like best scenes of the season, and I strongly expect the holding that guy at gunpoint scene. I can't wait. It could only be better if A, that guy was played by Carl from Aquatine Hunger Force. And B, at the end of her threatening him, the camera panned out to reveal that he had a heart on. Or C, she had the knife blade hands. Yes! <laughs> I just want her to have those in every scene. Oh, that would be potentially problematic, yeah. but still cool. <laughs> on the bright side, Misty says that they needn't worry about Jessica going rogue because she took care of her. Reference Michelin Web sketch about needlessly ambiguous terms. <laughs> Do you mean you poisoned her with fentanyl? Got <laughs> yes. to the past... Misty is ladling Ben some belt soup. He's whittling himself some snow traversal thingamabobs for his crutches. Misty is concerned about his proximity to a sharp knife. Ben responds that he wouldn't be bothering to do anything if he was just going to not be around anymore. Uh, Misty says that it's good that he's going to get outside. Some fresh air can help clear the bad thoughts. I think you're all going to need a lot of fucking fresh air after this episode. Yeah, ben. like, the one thing you've got is yeah. fresh air. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Food? Not so much. Exactly. You know, fresh air, plenty. On the other side of the cabin, Nat is making Harvey some cool gloves. He's going to need them soon. Travis sits down next to her and after some mutual awkwardness says, You're a good person. I'm sorry for ever making you feel otherwise. They hold hands. It's a cute scene, but I, I kind of wanted a little more here. Like, I wanted them to specifically talk about her, you know, faking Harvey's death, but like... I mean, later in the episode, they're all going to reel Harvey's death. <laughs> they're going to reel it. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll be reeling. <clears throat> Indeed. But yeah, um, it, uh, I get why they didn't. That's fine. So yeah. In the attic, Lottie is writhing about in her sleeping bag. Misty tries to comfort her. Lottie says, if I die, don't let my body go to waste. Fuck. A good leader isn't willing to ask anyone to do something they wouldn't do themselves. I find that admirable. Misty protests but seems to come around to the idea. We need the protein. We do. Coach consults Van's Pepe Sylvia map and leaves the cabin. Pepe Sylvia? Uh, it's, an, it's an always sunny in Philadelphia thing. Aha, uh -huh. see that show I haven't seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's... You'd like bits of it. 
but I can just show you those on YouTube. So you know. One day you're gonna have to show me corner gas. Too, yes. So that I can understand. I think, I think you would actually. Shit that you say. Yeah, I mean, when I show you that, you're gonna think I'm a lot less funny and original Aww. because you're just like, oh, forty percent of his personality is this show. <laughs> but no, yeah, I think you would actually predominantly enjoy that show. Anyway, <laughs> fuck it. Maybe we can do that after this record. Anyway. Maybe. Or maybe 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 not. We got options to score us Pedro the Lion. Anyway. <laughs> Let's just say it was probably both good and bad for Ben that he chose to leave at this moment. Cut to the present. Misty is defending her decision to create an ex-Jessica. <laughs> That's an interesting way of putting it. Yes. She says that she thought she was the blackmailer, and Misty was trying to protect them. Shauna complains about everyone criticising her when Misty has been holding people captive in her dungeon, and the FBI has been going around asking questions about Natalie. Uh, oh, maybe you shouldn't have brought that up, Shauna. Misty reveals that the FBI was, in fact, her and her boyfriend, Walter Tattersall. Did you ever actually have the label discussion, Misty? I don't think you did. I don't think they did. She tells them about the Randy interrogation. Van says, Misty, you are nothing if not proactive. And she responds, thank Thank you. you. (laughs) (laughs) It was an implied question. I hope we get a lot more scenes of all of them together. They rule. They fucking rule together. Misty recalls, as the cogs visibly turn in her mind, that Randy mentioned Jeff when he was being interrogated. Although although there is soon to be one fewer. Aye, we'll get into that when that happens, but like, good usage of grammar. I'm also, (laughs) I'm not convinced that's going to happen. I think they're going to kill fucking someone else in their place. But that's not the same, right? You can't just kill any random. It's not the same, like, I think for... It makes Security sense. reasons. It makes sense for most of them to do it because I think they're all varying levels of suicidal, but Misty, I think, is not going to go along with that. Anyway, I think she has a trick up her sleeve. Like, she secretly switched the cups or something. Anyway. Haha, I fucked with you. They're all poisoned except for my one. Yes, but... <laughs> Fuck I, you all. I've been, I've been dosing myself with micro qualities of this poison for several years, like in The Princess Bride. <laughs> I've built up an immunity. Exactly. Ha-ha, fuck you. <laughs> that movie's awesome. <laughs> It was a pity that Wallace Shawn dies in that scene because he's like the most entertaining character in that movie. He's like, inconceivable! <laughs> I like when he goes, Australia is a land populated entirely by criminals. <laughs> well, that's only mostly accurate. Yeah. <laughs> when that line happens, it has been known to provoke cheers in an Australian audience. Yeah, I believe. Which tells you something about us as a country. Anyway, <laughs> uh, when Misty mentions Jeff, Shauna makes a, quite frankly, adorable, Duh, I don't know face in response (laughs) but to quote Lottie you do know Misty expands upon this she says that it seemed like they had done something that he was nervous about and realises that another person had access to the journals the whole time Ty brings up the glitter and Nat straight up asks Shauna was Jeff the one who sent the postcard was your fucking husband the one blackmailing us dun 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 yeah I'm really glad this is all, you know, coming out because I find characters keeping secrets from each other for extended periods of time kind of tedious on a TV show. Mm. I like it when just, you know, everyone's on the same page. Cut to Walter in his massive mansion doing a massive puzzle while listening to the song Not While I'm Around from Sweeney Todd. What a fucking legend. <laughs> he likes himself a musical. Yeah, Matthew, you, you, you like Sweeney Todd, don't you? Well, it's, it's, it's not my most hated musical. <laughs> 
It's no Cats 2019. Which I haven't seen and never intend to. Don't. <laughs> the uh, Headcanon podcast. Uh, shout out. Great, great podcast. Their description for the episode where they reviewed Cats was literally just, we watched Cats. Don't. <laughs> Which I think is awesome. Walter gets a bunch of notifications that people on fake Reddit are giving him props that his Adam Martin theories were correct. Also, there's a fake Reddit? Yes, it's called For It. He then begins drafting an email for the Whiskaic police. Oh no! Record scratch. Okay, does anybody seriously think he's going to turn Misty in? I mean, I did, but it's probably just a massive red herring where no, he's going to give them so, totally irrelevant yeah, exactly. information. Exactly, he's going to lead them on a goose chase. But then when they look at him, just like, so what do you know? You must know something, otherwise you wouldn't be intentionally oh, misleading us. I think he's got a pretty good plan worked out, and I can't wait to see what it is. Yeah. Anyway. I look forward to more Elijah Wood. I was uh, a bit worried when there was the possibility of him not being in it anymore. I know, I know. I hope he's in it for a long time, because he fucking rules. Cut to Jeff, chilling at home. Hearing the door open. Uh, he is surprised that Shauna came home. She tells him that with everything that's been going on, she really needed them to be together. This scene fucking rules. You're the only one that really understands me, she says. They start making out. Things start getting heavy. Then she fucking stabs him. And she just goes, ooh, sorry, babe. <laughs> and Unfortunate <then> skin flap. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> that's another good insulting name for the policeman. Yeah, I'll have to keep that in my back pocket. Another good uh, death metal song title. I know. <laughs> or Shauna is then revealed to have erect to have electric knives for hands. I fucking love this show. Yeah, <laughs> I right. Don't. On what other, as I said in watching it, on what other fucking TV show do you get Melanie Linsky with knives for hands stabbing some guy she makes out with him? It reminded me of of a video game that most of our listenership will not have heard of. Right. The suffering. Oh, oh the, the, the fucked up needle guys that are like the corpses of addicts. Yeah, well, there's those guys yeah. that have needles, but there's also the, the other guys who have blades for appendages. Is, you know? is that the game where, like, your family is always dead, but depending on the ending you get, they died in a variety of degrees of tragicness? Like, yeah. if you get the good ending, it was just a horrible accident. If you get the bad ending, you killed them all. Yeah, there's, like, a morality system of sorts where if you... Right. If you, if you do really fucked up shit, then really fucked up shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> good advice for life. Yeah. Shout out to The Suffering. Shout out also exclusively from me to the Coheed and Cambria song, The Suffering. Yeah, I didn't want to make you think that was coming from Matthew. He's not exactly a Coheed head. Yeah, if, in, if it wasn't already obvious, this is a dream... Shauna advances towards him with her knives out, saying, Oh, don't pretend you don't like this. He's like, Why the fuck would I like it? <laughs> and she's like, Because it's exciting. Jeff protests that it's not. It's fucking dangerous. Excitingly horrifying. She, he demands she get rid of her knife hands. She responds, <laughs> I can't get rid of it. These are a part of me. I thought you loved all of me. Like, I love all of you. Oh. This is an interesting window into the psyche of Jeff Sadecki. Uh She says, just relax, or you'll end up like Adam did. Buried in the park. No head, no feet, no hands. No bone marrow. <laughs> well, unfortunately <laughs> not. Would have saved a lot of fucking problems if that was the case. Misty, you let us down. Let Why us didn't down. you suck that shit out? Oh. <laughs> Misty just transforms into the creature from the fly. <laughs> like a weird prehensile tube anyway well, that, that would be handy because there's like what 200 and something bones in the yeah. body you know you got to suck the marrow out of all those dudes like that 
Take a while. That'll take you a minute. Yeah, and then she's like, skin grated off like a rind of pecorino. Fuck me, that rules. In a season of excellent Melanie Linsky lines, that is one of them. Shauna stabs Jeff in the throat. The blood gets all over the Sadeki family picture. So that's what that was. And he jolts awake. He emerges from his room to discover Callie drinking beer on the couch, which, at this point, who could fucking blame her? Yeah, but he's just like, I need this more than you do. Yeah, she <laughs> says that she couldn't sleep, and he's like, that's not going to help. And Columbus goes to a bottle and starts drinking it. This scene is also fucking amazing. Callie asks him, am I like mom? He says, well, sure, yeah, I mean... Definitely all the good bits. <laughs> you're, you're, you're smart, and you're, you're good at stuff, and you don't take any shit. She says, that's not what I meant. Mom is, like, seriously fucked up. Jeff, realizing that he cannot really dispute this, is like, yeah, also, she yes. is. <laughs> Look, your mom went through a lot, of, a lot out there in the wilderness, Cal. I mean, she lost a lot of people. Her best friend. Tally says that she knows about Jackie, but Jeff says that she lost somebody else out there too. She had a baby out there. It was our baby. It was hers and mine. She, she was pregnant when the plane went down. Hallie is like, Jesus. She starts crying. Uh, both Sarah Desjardins and Warren Cole are absolutely fucking fantastic in this scene. Jeff moves over to comfort her. He says, hey, listen, my point here is that all of that stuff, that's your mom's burden to bear. And, and mine too, I guess. But you don't have to make it yours, okay? He comforts her, telling her that they're going to be okay. Are they? I hope they are. <laughs> but are they? Probably not. <laughs> Cut to Walter, still in his giant awesome house. He grabs a rather fetching purple shirt and departs. What could he be planning? Maybe to frame someone for Adam's murder? Adam's murder? Just an idea. Maybe he's going to join the heliotrope cult. Yes, but only to take them down from the inside. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funnier if he just went there. You know, just like, I <laughs> no. feel like a retreat. Yeah. <laughs> it's you like, know, a, a bit of guided meditation, you know. It's like in um in this anime I like, this, this lady that's like a badass warrior, her daughter suggests they go to a spa retreat together, and she's like, a retreat? I hate retreating. That's like my least favorite thing. <laughs> we cut back to the woods and... Oh, God. Everything from here on out in this episode is staggeringly bleak. Misty comes down the ladder from tending to Lottie. She tells the others that Lottie said that if she dies, they should eat her. Dan says, I can't imagine being here without her. Mari opines that the wilderness won't let her die. Travis says that if she's starving, her body won't be able to recover and she won't survive. Nat says the same is true for all of them. I think in this scene, everyone comes to an understanding. Ty, as she often is, is the person who says what everyone is thinking. We need to find a way to stay alive. And it can't be her. So now, Matthew, we'll, we'll get into this. You made the comment in the episode and others have made the comment oh why would you not just wait for Lottie to die because she probably won't well yeah no it's <clears throat> I think it makes sense that it happens this way because if you're say Nat or Ty one of the Lottie skeptical people then even saying oh why don't we just wait for her to die and then eat her that's painting a massive target on your back 
And even if you somehow do get everyone to go for that idea, which you definitely won't, because most of these girls think that she like has godlike powers. You'll probably be next. Yeah, you'll probably be next, and she still might not die. And then you're back to square one. And even if she does, you're and still. And then gonna... everybody hates you. Yeah, and even because you betrayed one if... of the group. Exactly, and even if still that is somehow all works out for you, you're still gonna have to do what they do later at some stage anyway, because one person isn't gonna get you through the west rest of the winter. So. I don't know, maybe there's some other way of viewing it, but to my mind it makes perfect sense why it can't be her, as she says. Yep, makes sense to me too, buddy. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> Cut to Ty in the present, upbraiding Shauna for lying to her. Shauna says that she thought that if they knew the truth, they might actually try to kill Jeff. Ty says that's insane. Dan disputes this, saying that Misty took care of the person she thought was the blackmailer. Shauna suggests that Ty might have done something to him while she was asleep. She responds, You are not putting that on us. We put ourselves in danger for you. You've been using us. Tawny Cypress fucking destroys that line. She's still amazing. Shauna says that she's been telling herself that she's been trying to fix things. But the truth is, she's just been doing stuff that makes it worse. I almost killed two random people, she says. I think you can be forgiven in both those cases, Shauna. I told my daughter everything. Now she's some kind of fucking accomplice. I think I might have said too much to the police. Misty, hilariously, is like, I knew it. <laughs> should've... That's why I put it on the cookie. <laughs> you should've obeyed the fucking cookie, Shauna. Shauna says that she lied to them because she knew that if the tables were turned, if one of their spouses turned out to be the blackmailer, she probably would've fucking killed them. Damn, that's brutal. Nat says, thanks for your honesty, Shauna. You're not wrong, we're all pretty messed up. Nat suggests they all finally fucking talk about their shit. Hallelujah, what a great idea. Mm. Unfortunately, Lottie points out that they're not going to solve shit with talking. This isn't something that therapies can fix. Spoiler for the future, apparently only murder can fix this. Mm -hmm. They just need more murder. Yeah. Oh, not well, enough murder going on. Did you know More Murder is literally the name of a character from the Boogie Pop series of novels? Oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. He's the, one of the pals of a character named Spooky Electric. <laughs> Are either of them in the anime? Spooky Electric is very, very briefly in the anime. Anime. He shows up to say, I'm Spooky Electric, and not do anything else. <laughs> Just like, that is all for me. Yeah, chaps. yeah, but More Murder is not in the anime. Lottie says that something guided them all there. Not guilt or some psychological need, but something far greater. Lottie says that she tried to ignore it, tried to bargain with it, tried to will it away. But it's too powerful. And now we have to give it what it wants. She might not have led their first proper non-hallucinogenic hunt, but it's clear that she adopted that role eventually. Cut to the past. Lottie is still having fucked up dreams as the others ready the special sacrifice skull table. Everybody is standing in a circle. Van has a deck of cards. In the absence of Lottie, she's like the leader. Fuck. That's intense. Van shuffles the deck, as you pointed out, not very well. If, if our friend Tom were here, he'd be like, oh, that's terrible shuffling. Just give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I am the obsessive one. Yeah, shout out, Tom. No offense. <laughs> yeah. She shows everybody the Queen card. As soon as I realised what was happening in this scene, a truly insane panic and dread overcame me. It's like that scene in Under the Skin, where the baby is crying out as its parents drown. 
Like, that is the level of panic and, like, compulsively saying, no, no, this scene, fuck this scene. <laughs> and I mean that in the most complimentary way possible. This this whole sequence in the past emotionally fucked me up like nothing in the show previously. The tension is horrific as we begin to realise why they are drawing cards. Misty draws her own card. It isn't the bad one, the queen. And she then begins going around the circle offering it to people. Akila draws her card and is safe. Van draws the Joker because of course she does. She <laughs> is the Joker, although she's been definitely been a lot less jolly lately. Shauna draws the four. Travis the ace. Ty draws the six. We saw a reaction shot when Van was revealed to be okay, where Ty, you know, sighed in relief. But we don't see a Van reaction shot when Ty is revealed to be okay. How interesting. Hmm. I, I saw an interview with uh, Liv Hewson, who plays Van, who is amazing, by the way. But yeah, the interviewer asked them what would happen if Ty draw the queen card. Would Van intervene to save her in the same way that Travis does for Nat? And which one would they kill? Yeah, and... <laughs> well, quite. if they could just kill the, yeah. the weird It doesn't one, really you know? work that way. They're sort of sharing no. real estate. No, I don't think so. <laughs> but no, yeah. Um, and Liv said, I don't think Van knows in that moment what she would do. So yeah, that's kind of fucked up that there's a good chance she might just murder her girlfriend. But these are desperate times, yeah. and you can't be playing favorites. You know, you can't be. Self preservation is a powerful emotion. It's the most powerful emotion. Harvey draws the king. Interesting. He and Travis king hug. Of being dead soon. Uh, <laughs> he and Travis hug. Nat, already freaking out before she even draws the card, as if she can kind of sense what is coming, draws a card. And it's the queen. I feel like she knew that, like, yeah. a couple of draws she before she's just like, oh, no, I'm going to get that stupid queen card. Yeah. Do you... Some people are saying, like, oh, this doesn't make sense. Why would you kill your, your one hunter who can fire the gun? But it's like, if there was any game, they wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah, it's like all the hunters kind of gone. And I'm sure she's both that and generally a well-liked member of the group, so she definitely was not topping anybody's list for who they wanted to draw the card, you know? Like, I'm sure Misty and Mari were fervently hoping the other person would be the one to draw the card. Mm. And but, I feel like, you know, is Coach Ben no, like he, part he, of this he's, lottery? He, no, he isn't. He's off. he's off looking into that tree. He's off looking into that tree. If he were here, he'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. And then I volunteer. <laughs> yeah, no problem. I, uh, uh, I'm really worried about him next episode. But mm, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, none of them want kill her but you can't start fucking playing favorites we don't get to decide it chooses that's <laughs> i love it when they say the title of the episode in the episode yes nat shows everyone they all gasp the music is amazingly catastrophic nat is visibly shaking travis is freaking the fuck out shauna asks nat to turn around she puts jackie's necklace on her this was a theory i had that it was like a Brand of sacrifice, to quote Berserk. Good theory. Yeah, it turned out to be correct. Fuck me. Shauna takes the knife from the special table. Nat stops her from slitting her throat while her back is turned and says, You're gonna have to look me in the eye. Pretty powerful moment. Shauna is crying. 
as she does this. Travis is still freaking the fuck out. The tension is fucking insane. Shauna flashes back to almost cutting Travis's throat. She's seemingly, though, still about to do it until Travis runs over and pushes Shauna down. A bullet with butterfly wings starts playing as Nat runs out the door. Thoughts on this song? None. <laughs> cool. Um, two red shirts hold Travis captive as the rest of the girls run out, screaming. Harvey makes a calculation and runs out to help Nat. Lottie is still freaking the fuck out in the attic. The girls chase Nat through the woods, screaming. Nat hides behind a tree to evade them. I think it makes sense that they got here, with how strong, as I mentioned, the theme of starvation has been, and they need to find a way to stay alive. This was always going to happen at some point. I'm, I'm honestly surprised I got to belt soup before the yeah. random lottery came out. Like, Indeed. Can, seriously? You're all starving. Just eat someone already. It's a cannibalism show. Quiet. <laughs> Cut to the present. Shauna protests that none of that was real, Lottie. But Lottie says that deep down, Shauna knows that something is making her do the things that she does. An appealing thing to believe that someone else is in charge. Lottie says that they've been denying it, and that's why they're so fucked up. Yeah, that's why. (laughs) Lottie says uh, that the only way to get ourselves out of this is to give ourselves fully to it. We give it what it wants. What it always wants. One of us. Misty seems sceptical of this idea. Lottie presents five cups and says that in one of them is a phenobarbital solution that kills quickly and painlessly. Misty's all like we said before, just like, ha little do they know I'm immune to phenobarbital. <laughs> she says it's also what the Heaven's Gate people used. Shauna seems sceptical as well, and says our lives aren't that bad. Lottie says, am I the only one that's been listening here? Alright, Ty, you have pushed your entire family away. You fucking killed your dog and you almost killed your wife. Shauna, at this rate, you will lose your family, or worse. Misty, you did actually kill someone. And Misty is like, it made Just sense. one? Yeah, it was practical. I did it for the good of the group. And Lottie's like, and what good has it done? Natalie. Natalie is in so much pain, she tried to kill herself. So my plan for her to try to kill herself is good, actually. <laughs> or potentially kill herself. Van, you used to be so full of life, and now it's like something is broken within you. Uh, that's so true and so fucking sad. Van says, why don't you just volunteer to drink it, Lottie? But Lottie says, you know that's not how this works. We don't get to decide. It chooses. And we'll know which one of us it is after we pick up a cup and drink it. Misty says it's convenient that you know which cup is poisoned. Feel free to shuffle them around, she says. And if it makes you feel better, I will choose last. This is how we have always given back. It helped us survive then. It will help us survive now if we give it what it wants. Um... It makes sense to me that she suggests this because she's, you know, as Nat pointed out, clinically insane. Yeah. And for most of them to be willing to risk their lives, I think, kind of makes sense because Ty is sort of at her wit's end. Van is has cancer, so she's like, what the fuck do I have to lose? Natalie, she pointed out, is actively suicidal. Shauna, yeah. No, I think I could see her doing something fucked up and risky and crazy because she does that a lot. She did that when she pointed a gun at a guy this season. You know, Misty is the only one where I'm like, yeah, I don't see her going along with this. So I think if if she does join in this game, she'll have a trick up her sleeve. It is true. And I can't wait to see 
what happens. So, yeah. I mean, you'll be super bummed out if it's Van, even if mm. she's like meant to die soon. Anyway. I am refusing to allow my brain to contemplate that possibility. Mm. It's it's no. not going to be. If you have fucking Lauren Ambrose on her show, on your show, you get more than one season out of her. <laughs> she's amazing. Cut to Coach Ben fotzing about in the wilderness while all this fucked up stuff is going on. He finds the mossy tree and realizes that it's actually the entrance to a cave, which has like. I guess hot springs under it or something, so that's how the the greenery can still be growing outside of it. And how Harvey didn't freeze to death. Indeed, not that it did him much good. He oh, climbs yeah. inside <laughs> a bit awkwardly. There's a bunch of bat, I think, bones on the ground, which must have been what Harvey was eating. And yeah, Ben is all like, holy shit, this is how he survived. I wonder how this cave will play into things going forward. And you're all like, how does he get out? But as I pointed out, like he uses a vine to get down, so maybe he can use that same vine to kind of like hop his way out. Indeed. Cut to the gals chasing Nat. Fuck me. She runs away from her tree spot. Harvey then appears and tells her to stop. He speaks! He tells her that he knows where they can go. And she seems to trust him. The mob stops to listen. Ty hears Nat. And they charge after her. Yeah, they were about to fucking murder their friend. Mm-hmm. Shit is fucked. So yeah, Nat and Harvey are running on the frozen lake. Harvey tells Nat that she can trust him. That may be true, but you can't trust her or any of them. They're running on the ice. Harvey says they're almost there. The others are chasing after them. Oh, fuck, this scene is so brutal. Harvey then, as they go. Harvey then falls through the fucking ice. Nat tries to help him. But Misty, run, like, catches up to her and pushes her over and says that if she saves Harvey, she will die. Akilah says, we can still get him out of there. Not really reading the room. Because they all just stand there and watch as Harvey drowns and freezes to death. Brutal. So they look kind of fucked up. You know, Ty, Shauna, Van looks like she's deliberately trying to hold back any emotions. And he freezes to death. He stops fighting. Harvey is dead. For real this time. R.I.P. As far as we're aware. I think he's dead. I don't think they're going to resuscitate him. I don't think him. they're going to resuscitate him. So yeah, the, Nat and Travis's relationship is going to be fundamentally fucking changed by this. They are not getting back from this to the way they were before. They grab his body out of the ice. This was a risky strategy. What you really should have done is pulled him out immediately and stabbed him to death. I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not advocating that, obviously. I'm just saying, like, in if you're going to kill him, it makes the most sense to do it that way because he could have easily slipped away in this Yeah, version. you wouldn't want another elk situation. You wouldn't want another elk situation. Oh, God, now I'm realising that was foreshadowing for... Oh, fuck. <laughs> but yeah, they, they grab his body out of the ice... And Van says that the wilderness chose. So yeah, it's always easy to be able to blame these things on somebody other than yourselves. Nat is visibly fucked up by this. Most of them are. Van, as I said, is pushing it down. And Lottie is still, as we see, writhing about in the attic. They started without her. But she's going to have to take control. The song Poor Sucker by Lowe plays us out. And the episode ends. Abandoned song that you like. Yeah. And let's leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Fuck me. (laughs) 
after I watched this episode, I felt such a horrible emptiness. I was literally sitting around my apartment, staring at the wall like that meme of Pablo Escobar waiting. <laughs> if, you if you haven't seen that, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I, I think I have seen it. Yeah. We all knew this was coming because it was in the first scene of the show. And this is like the comparative hesitation and regret that they showed in this scene. That will soon be a thing of the past. Soon they will all be cold-blooded killers. Well, maybe not soon, eventually. But still. Fuck. Fuck, indeed. This episode was amazing. This season has been amazing. I am fucking destroyed by this episode. And that is the power of works of fiction. I was talking to a, a friend of mine who doesn't really get strongly emotionally invested in fiction, and he quoted to make fun of me the bit from Friends, where it's like, weren't you sad when Bambi's mom died? Yeah, I got really fucking sad when some guy stopped drawing a deer. Was that Tom? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, which one of your friends would be quoting Friends? Yeah, <laughs> specifically to make fun of me. Yes, that, yep. is, that is him. No, yeah, sense. I can't. I can't help it, man. I have the gets emotionally invested in things gene. This podcast would probably not exist if I didn't. Well, that, that's a fair point. Yeah. So, um, listeners, you, you're going to ask if I have any thoughts. Do you? Yes. Expand upon that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I had to do that, uh, but no. It, it, it's like. It's a good episode, and I can't wait to see what they do with Harvey. Do you I know, know. I mean, do you think Travis will ingest him more than likely? But will eat know. his brother? Yeah, like will he's he conscientiously hungry. object? Like I don't think so. I think he's fucking. Hungry. He's as hungry as the rest of them, you know. And then what? What's Coach Ben doing in the tree? Like you yeah, know? and and what is he going to react like and when he gets back? Like I can't wait to see the episode, but then it's like. The end for like they, ages. They have to wait a year and a half. Yeah. Ugh. Still, there's lots of other. We're millennials. We don't like waiting. I know, but <laughs> as, as my nan would say, you can't shout, rush perfection. Shout out. That's probably not what she said. Patience is a virtue. Possess it if you can. Mm. Found seldom in a woman, and never in a man. I I don't know how patient non-binary people can be. I wish or how she was, accurate that is a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, I wish she was still with us so I could ask her that. Anyway. She did She did have a lot of amusing phrases, that lady. She was an awesome lady. She also, uh, sometimes when my mom and her siblings would annoy her as a child, my nan would be like, oh, if ever a mother suffered. <laughs> Which they yeah. did. She also said, uh, I believe you, thousands wouldn't. Mm. Yeah, no, that's a good quote. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that is it for this episode. Listeners. Be well. And remember... We're not out of the woods yet. You thought I was going to do it, didn't you? I thought that was a possibility. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.